This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash geekade. Now on with the show. Warning, the Stone Age Gamer includes a lot of bad language. Cover your motherfucking ears. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Stone Age Gamer. I am your editor extraordinaire, Evan Goldstein, and I'm doing the intro for this episode. So, a couple of weeks ago, the boys did their award show, the Stone Age Gamer Game of the Year Awards. Now, that episode happened right after the holiday break, and during that break, both of them went out and saw Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. They were both so excited about it that at the beginning of the episode... They talked about the movie for about 45 minutes, and there were a lot of spoilers. So, we decided to cut that out and wait a couple of weeks so that we didn't ruin too much of the movie for you guys. Now, with that said, I get to put up a bonus episode, and you get to hear all of their thoughts about Star Wars. I enjoyed the hell out of it. We hope you do as well. Check it out, and let us know. Enjoy! So, we recorded... The week before Christmas, right? That was the last recording we did? Yes, I hadn't seen Star Wars yet, so... Okay, neither had I. And we have both since seen it. Yes. And that's actually what this podcast is going to be about. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a seven-hour podcast about Star Wars. Oh, because, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations, but I've seen it three times now. Mm. And uh, I so so so, so clearly you I, like I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> right, I hated it. Hated it. Had to go back and hate it some more with my yeah. whole body. I couldn't just hate it with my eyeballs. Just I had bringing to more get... people to the theater and be like, "Look, look at this shit. Look at this. Look at this <laughs> fucking garbage." <laughs> no, it. I I loved it. I really did love it. I thought it was great. It certainly isn't perfect. It's not, you know, the top of my all time list or anything. Uh, but I did think it was I did think it was very enjoyable. I also enjoyed it. I have only seen it once. Um, I feel like I need to see it a few more times to fully uh, formulate an opinion on it. Because right now, like what? Because here's the thing, right? Like everybody, right after that movie came out, everybody was making their Star Wars lists. Like, mm-hmm. where's your? What's your nine? You know, or ten if you include Rogue One. Um, so I think for me, like upon initial viewing, it would be down towards the bottom of that list, but I still, re- that's like saying, what's my least favorite Marvel movie? Well, like I, Iron Man 2 is my least favorite, but I fucking love that movie. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I still love it. So it's not really fair. I, I don't know, man. Like th- there was a lot mm-hmm. in that movie where because here's the thing and I we don't, we don't have to get too far into the woods on this but a, a lot of the criticism at least what I seem to remember and it might just have been my friend Crispy shouting this really loud on the <sighs> internet um, but I seem to remember a lot of the the uh, uh, hullabaloo around The Last Jedi um, was that people felt like there was another movie in there that you needed to see before you saw The Last Jedi. It's just that that movie didn't exist. Am I... Did you hear any of that? 
I can honestly say that's the first time I've heard that criticism about that movie. Okay, that like okay, so it must have just been my buddy Crispy screaming it really loud. Because like th- I, there's a lot of cri- criticism and a lot of hate towards that movie. Oh my god, it's out of control. And and I I don't understand any of it. And we've talked about that a little bit. One of these days, we are going to sit down and just do a Star Wars podcast, and, and that's going to be, be great. <laughs> um, I really felt. Like, I had missed a whole lot between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. It it felt to me like there was a whole lot of shit in between there that I needed some more background on, because it is a very, very different film. It is. As a direct sequel, it, it, it feels so wildly different that it feels like there was character development to get these characters to that place that I didn't see. Right well, now, I, I no. know that that is because it's a different director and different writer. Like, I get all that. And but it, the, the regular passage of time in a Star Wars movie, you know? Like, right. There's there, that kind of stuff does happen. And sure. I, I feel like I don't really feel that that was too much of an issue, given where, given where everybody was at the end of. So at the end of The Last Jedi, we had um, Ray getting ready to train right right and they show us pretty early on that she's been training with leia right uh, we had poe his situation was learning to be a leader and then we had finn his situation was now i'm part of the resistance <laughs> yeah no, i mean now i'm still not doing much i'm just kind of here well you know in the original movie his whole purpose was he even said it to han at the end i'm i'm just here for ray he wasn't he didn't give a shit about the resistance he was just there for ray right and then the whole set the the whole point of the last jedi was him going from not just being there for ray but learning that yes he is part of the resistance and then this movie was him learning his place in the resistance and in the larger universe because i didn't pick up on this the first time but mm-hmm. then I saw the interview with Abrams saying that the thing that uh, theoretically, I, I'm not 100% on this one, but theoretically, the thing that Finn was trying to tell Ray was that he has felt a connection to the Force. And now with that knowledge, going back to the movie, I mean, like, oh, oh, that ha- that's he senses when Ray dies. He senses right all he senses all these things happening. He's like, oh, he's Force sensitive. Right. So that was the that was his arc in this movie is coming to terms with being part of the resistance and then being part of what comes next. Right. And I I always kind of felt that way from the very beginning, because in um, The Force Awakens, um, he uses a lightsaber. Now, you don't have to be a Jedi to use a sword, obviously. You certainly don't. But. We haven't had a lot of characters that were not force sensitive wielding lightsabers, right? In movies, so, right? In movies, in, in movies. movies. So that's definitely a thing. There's a wonderful, wonderful bit in. You've seen Mandalorian? No, you no, haven't. I haven't seen, have seen okay. none of the Mandalorian. There's a there, there is a a a piece of Mandalorian um, history called the dark saber, which mm-hmm. was a black lightsaber that was created by the first Mandalorian Jedi. Mm. And this became a status symbol among Mandalorians. And there's a certain point where a character, a Mandalorian girl, Sabine Wren, gets her hands on it. And there's this really, really wonderful training sequence where, you know, she didn't really want the thing, but she's been trained in combat. And then um, the Jedi Master in that show, Kanan Jarrus, is teaching her how to use the Darksaber as not a Jedi, you know? So they're teaching her, like, the Jedi moves, but she obviously doesn't have the Force on her side. So he's teaching her, like 
how lightsabers actually connect with you on on a you know on, not really a genetic level but on like a force level of like how the sword gets lighter and reacts to your movements because like there's all this wonderful stuff so yes you do not have to be force sensitive to right. use a lightsaber i mean right. hell but, han picked up and sliced open the the who's he what's it to shove luke inside to keep him warm so sure sure but he didn't like fight with it and finn like fought with it and relatively naturally Right. So that and I'm just like not trying to read too much into it, but that to me watching The Force Awakens felt like, oh, he could potentially be force sensitive, you know, because he seems so naturally adept at picking it up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so like I, I just kind of always assumed he was sort of in that that mold. Um, So, yeah, like I, I can I can jive with that. That that makes sense to me. Um, I would love to see where that goes from here. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? Because there, there's no way they're going to be done making Star Wars movies. So where do no, you go God from no. here? Do you, do you go and explore some of the stories with these characters? Do you leave it alone? Or do you go way back into the past? I mean, you the know, rumor like is now Republic that the stuff? next... Yeah, that's, that's the rumor right now, is that the next set of movies is going to be about the Old Republic. But honestly, as interesting as that is, I, I would also like to see what happens next for these characters. I want to know what happens to Poe. I want to know what happens to... More particularly, I want to see where Rey goes from here. She made the she made a yellow lightsaber out of her uh, right. staff. You right. know, that's awesome. I want to see where, where does she go? Does she create a new Jedi Order? And what is this Jedi Order like? You know, because that was the the big point of the Last Jedi was that he Luke needed to pass on what he had learned, and he didn't under he never really grasped the concept of part of what he learned is failure, and right. the original Jedi Order didn't really teach that too well. So I would, I'm just very fascinated to see more of what these characters go through, especially you know they set up the whole thing with Lando and kids, and right. you know the stormtroopers were all still in kids, and there's a whole bunch of defected stormtroopers now and there's that force sensitive kid that they very clearly highlighted at the end of the yeah, broom boy. we need a new yeah, broom, broom boy, boy trilogy yeah where's the broom <laughs> boy trilogy um so uh, we haven't delved too far into spoiler territory but for anybody who <laughs> we, hasn't we did a tiny bit i said ray died but well uh, I, sorry <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't um <laughs> she's fine no you one also ever said really she, dies. No, not in not in Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> uh, so massive spoilers now. The the two things um, and shit. I've just forgotten one of them. Oh no, I, I've got them both. Massive spoilers if you have not seen uh, Rise of Skywalker. Fucking ten minutes into the future, do that now. Um, how do you feel about the Palpatine revelation? Oh, that she was a Palpatine? Yeah. Um, like, at what point did Emperor Palpatine fuck? Okay, see, now that's an interesting question. Um, because if you follow the timeline of how old these characters are supposed to be, it mm-hmm. was definitely at some point after he was evil. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting is that we know so little about, at least I know so little about, I'm sure there's novels and stuff out there that oh, I haven't sure. read. But based on the prequels, like... He was a dude, and at some point, he probably had a life before being turned to the dark side. At some sure. point, this guy was turned to the dark side, and so there were probably people in his life, and he probably did a much better job of juggling 
he clearly did a much better job of juggling a life outside of being a Sith. I mean, he was a pretty charismatic dude. People liked him and hung around him and whatnot. Like, yeah, dude had friends. Anakin, not so much. He burned every bridge he could find. <laughs> <laughs> just burned them, pissed on them. It was hard. He was just a killing like, younglings. You should go. Uh, you should go kill some children. All right. All right. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Palps ain't doing that. He's not playing that game. He's playing the long game. So I figure at some point, whoever was this person in his life uh, to his Ebenezer Scrooge probably eventually left him if he didn't kill her first. That uh, Right. You know, went off and, and had a little family. I think it's really cool that his son had no interest in that, which right. seems to be this really this seems to be this cyclical thing, you know, like. Luke wasn't really called to the dark side. Anakin was called to the dark side. Right. Luke, not so much. Ben, called to the dark side. You know, mm -hmm. it's it, it seems to kind of like switch back and forth in, in generations. And I liked the fact that his son was very much not interested in being an evil overlord. overlord right. And so he just fucking hated him for it. And uh, so... On I one hand, because yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. Like yeah, I, didn't I thought hate it was it pretty the way cool. I've seen some people hate it. Yeah, and that's hilarious to me because everyone hated that Ray was nobody. And when I, when I the Force Awakens came out, it was all just like, oh my gosh, so she's got to be a Kenobi or a Palpatine. And the backlash to that was just like, okay, but does she really have to be somebody? That's what the Last Jedi was saying that you don't have to be related to somebody to be somebody. But right. then it kind of wrapped back around for me of like, as much as I loved that the Last Jedi was saying that you don't need to have somebody's blood to be a to to be powerful in the Force. There are other stories that tell that, like Rebels with Ezra Bridger and and, right. and whatnot, or right. even Yoda, you know, who was Yoda's parents. <laughs> it's the yeah this is what it is, but um, it is the Skywalker saga. So having it tied into the Emperor, it it, it, it doesn't strike me as shoehorned, and I find it weird that I so many people so are either. like, oh, they just threw the the Emperor in there. It was never the plan. Like, okay, you're looking way too much into the behind the scenes stuff. Just look at what the movie is telling you. Don't look at what right. the producer said in some interview or something. What's in the movie? That's what actually counts is what's in the movie. And in the movies, it they works. killed off Snoke. Why? Because he was just Palpatine. You know, in the movies, it's the Skywalker saga. How does this actually tie back to episodes one through eight or what or specifically one through six? Right. Because it was the emperor pulling the strings the whole time. Now there's this whole argument of like, well, it just undoes Anakin's makes his sacrifice pointless. No, it doesn't. No, he still did that. He still stopped the <clears throat> emperor there. Yeah. That the emperor managed to survive doesn't take like was Vegeta any less. I hate to pull this back to Dragon Ball, but I actually do have a point for this. Was Vegeta's sacrifice when he blew himself up to stop Majin Buu any less badass because it didn't work? Of course mm -hmm. not. It was an amazing moment. And this is the thing that bugs me so much about people hating on so much of Star Wars that are also okay with Dragon Ball. Because so much yeah. of this is like, who the fuck is Goku? Before they retconned that Bardock was the legendary Super Saiyan, Bardock right. was a fucking nobody. Yeah, just <laughs> he a was joke. nobody. And Goku had power. He just had it. And then he became ultra powerful by training eventually. So why is this such an issue for Rey? She had she I, was just naturally good at it. That's just the way shit works sometimes. That's with just heroes. the way it is. Like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, you know, I, the whole damn system's flawed. But <laughs> so, well, yeah. And, and I do. I do think watching the movie, it, it 
it felt very like because it's i think it's interesting to compare it because they're both and it, it's an unfair comparison but because they are both disney properties now if you look at how marvel structured everything getting up to endgame it 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 is obvious that there was an idea of where they were going and in Star Wars, I'm not saying that there wasn't an idea, um, but it certainly didn't feel as cohesive of a story. It didn't feel as cohesive as it could, but one right. thing Not that, that it I've... doesn't feel <clears throat> cohesive, but yeah, like there, there definitely feels like some elements of, well, I don't fucking like that. I'm doing something different, you know, where in the Marvel movies, it does not feel that way. Indeed. What... Right. What I've what I've come to appreciate on probably my third viewing was I had read something about how they figured out what they were going to write in the opening scroll mm-hmm. and how <laughs> zombies people... <laughs> the dead speak. What? But that was it. That it's it's a very intentional. What I never considered before is how intentional of a stylistic choice it is because these are meant to be these you know serial things. You know they're like. These opening scrolls are just, they're not just giving you previously on Star Wars. They're like, and here's all the shit that just happened. Enjoy. Would I have liked to see the, like everyone's reaction to the Emperor's broadcast at the end of The Last Jedi? That would have been a badass ending to that movie and really would have tied all things together. But they didn't have that in the can at that point. And I I get it. We don't even know that that was Ryan Johnson's plan. It probably wasn't. Who knows? Probably but, was right. I, I actually, I do think he has said that the emperor was not part of his yeah, plan. Yeah, he said that the emperor. He wasn't has part said of that, his, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, as cool as that would have been, it could not possibly have existed. <laughs> no, because that there, you know, that wasn't all planned out. But right. you know what? <laughs> that shit wasn't all planned out in the original trilogy either. That's right, the same exactly. way that it worked. You know, that's right. why the emperor was some dude with chimp eyes in empire and then a totally different dude in in return of the jedi that's the like leia was not supposed to be luke's sister that right. was never a thing that <clears throat> that's why they kissed in the first one that's why they kissed a they, that's why they kissed and that's also why like no there is another but okay like, oh, but he's going to ooh. the other right now what do you why, what are you saying yeah. no there is another if the other is leia and you just said it was okay that she dies. That doesn't yeah, like make what? any sense. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> but you know <clears throat> that's fine because it is fine. The thing that the thing that really gets me and that makes me sad uh, for uh, people that I know and respect to look at these this movie and just say that the new trilogy is trash. They're awful. Disney Star Wars. Disney. 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 Like it's still Lucasfilm. All right. It's still. <laughs> This is just look at what George Lucas did to the Star Wars movies, the prequels and the originals. This is not a different animal, kids. This it's is not really a not. Animal. It's but no the, worse or convoluted or goofy or any of those criticisms mm-hmm. that have been labeled. It is no worse than the original trilogy and certainly no worse than the prequels. What I see, what I see a lot as far as complaints are like when people are attacking people who like these movies, it's like, well, sure, if you just go in and turn off your brain, then it's a perfectly good popcorn movie. And, and I, I hate that mentality of, and I've heard people say this about the Star Wars Rebels as well, of just, well, yeah, turn off your brain and it's fine. 
but that's not what I do when I watch Star Wars. I don't turn off my brain. I get super into the minutia and everything. It's that I view these movies like a child. Like, it makes me feel like a kid watching these movies. Well, and they, so, are, they are kids' movies. They are effectively Ultimately. kids' movies. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> At the end of the day, I, it is Space Wizards, you know? It's a it's, good time. It's Space Wizards and Teddy Bears. Like It's <laughs> never going to be Game of Thrones. No, it's not. And maybe <laughs> maybe the new Old Republic stuff will be. Maybe. It could be. And that's be. okay. But, but the Skywalker the Sky saga is a kids' movie. It's meant for all ages. It's That's what it's for. And... When you go into a movie expecting to overanalyze things, when you go into this movie and be like, I need to analyze this. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't scientifically make sense. I'm not okay with that. That ruins the movie. There's, of course, you could pick that kind of stuff apart for of any of the Star Wars movies, but I don't view them like this. I go in like a kid and I'm not turning off my brain. I'm turning on my imagination. I'm right. offering more suspension <clears throat> of disbelief because it is... It's fantasy. Like George R. R. Martin went through this whole thing a while back. There was an interview with him where somebody asked him, like, what kind of uh, orbital cycle does it have to be? Does this planet have to be to have a seven year long winter? And his answer was, it's fucking fantasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who cares? Right. I don't care about the the scientific ramifications of the Holdo maneuver. I don't care. No, it does. It literally makes no difference it's about the moments that's what it is it is yeah. just about these moments and there's hating star wars has become a business like it has there that's great clickbait and mm -hmm. people make money off of those videos on youtube nobody's making money off of videos on youtube saying how great star wars is people are making money listing all of the problems with star wars and saying disney ruined everything and it's all it's cool now to hate Star Wars. And that really bums me out because it gets right to the heart of whatever everything that Star Wars isn't supposed to be about. It's fantasy. It's fun. It's not meant to be scrutinized to this obscene degree. And that's what is the, the meme that's going around about uh, with um, uh, Anakin talking to Obi-Wan about you, you, you turned her, uh, you turned, you ruined the Star Wars trilogy when he's saying to, you know, you turned her against me. And yeah. the response is, no, you did that yourself yep. because that's what's happened. That's it's, it would be so easy to hate these movies uh, if, if I wasn't able to, to look at them like a kid, but that's the thing that I kind of learned when I went through this whole very critical rewatch that I just did before rise of Skywalker and going through stuff like uh, going through stuff like rebels and seeing there's such really good stuff in here. You just have to be okay with watching a kid's show. And at the end of the day, if these movies did take themselves more seriously, if they didn't have things like the dead speak in the opening scroll, if right. they, if they changed that, they wouldn't fit. This is episode nine of this. Rogue One gets away with being a way more serious movie because it's not a numbered part of the Star Wars saga. It has to be a part of it. It has to stylistically fit with these movies. It's one of the biggest failings of the prequel trilogy, and I think it's one of the big successes of this trilogy because you go in there and you have fun. You don't turn your brain off. You just look at it differently. You look right. at it like this is fantasy. You put on a this different is... hat. Exactly. You look at the wonder and... It has been very helpful for me because my son is watching the Star Wars movies for the first time now, and it has been just a fascinating experience to watch him 
react to things and react right. so differently than I expect him to react to the things. Right. Like, well, and he, it's ah. just, it's this relevatory thing when, you know, <clears throat> if I like, do you want to like, we can sit down and we can overanalyze Willow. <laughs> you we know, sure can. <laughs> but am I going to? No. Because it's a fun movie, right? I like I could it. overanalyze the hell out of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie. Sure. But I don't because it's my but, favorite movie ever because it's, right. it's it, like the Millennium Falcon. She's got it where it counts. It, 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 the, the moving and the talking, it does it, it very well. <laughs> the only, okay, so last thing about this. The only thing I genuinely did not like about uh, this movie, and I it just and maybe I will feel differently when I watch it a second time. But and and again, huge spoilers if you haven't seen it. When Kylo Ren turns back into Ben Kenobi, Ben Solo, he, Ben Solo. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I I said I've only seen it once. No, <laughs> that's my excuse for that. When he turns back into Ben Solo, he becomes a bro almost instantaneous, instantaneously. Like, and it was only the moment, I just the moment I didn't like, after he kills the, like, after he just straight murders the Knights of Ren. Uh, like, it just, it, in a badass way, like, that was super cool. I love the way they did that. Um, and again, like... We're overanalyzing all this shit, but like now Ray and Ben can pass things to each other. They somehow. started that in Last Jedi. No, I know, but like that's just a thing that we're all okay with. Like we've never seen that before, but whatever. And we and saw so it in the last I'm, movie. They established no, I know, that. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I'm fine with that, but like people are hating on Ray because she's floating it. I've seen people like, oh, who, what the fuck is this? Ray's floating in the air, but that thing we're cool with. Whatever. <laughs> um, so after he, he kills all the Knights of Ren, he runs and he jumps on the thing. And when he when he hits the like metal the post or whatever, uh -huh. he just kind of gives out like a doofy like oof like like a comedic. Ow. Yeah, like I just I hated that. He's Han Solo's kid. I know, but that's what, I, what he turned into. He turned into this is what Han Solo would be like no, as no, a no. fucking I, Jedi. I, I agree a hundred percent, and I would love to see that, but. The only issue that I had with it was that just it timing wise, it didn't feel like enough time had passed by for it. Like I was totally fucking evil and now I'm goofy. Like it just, it did that part didn't work for me. Um, but, but that's just nitpicky shit. Like it just, yeah. it felt too soon for me. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I heartily disagree with that one. I mean, I, I can't disagree with the way you feel. No, right, I'm just no. saying that it didn't connect with me like that at all because it's like, it's just like Anakin turning back into Anakin at the end of, uh, at the end of return of the Jedi, you know, like tell your sister she was, you were right. Like, well, no, Vader but that was didn't like 20, talk like that. That was know? like 25 more years. You know what I mean? Like he, the, I, I don't know. He just, just turned back. To no, the light, I know. Like, like five minutes ago. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, it just felt. I don't know. It felt kind of weird. I, like, I immediately like, and it, I think, it, I think it felt weird for me because I so desperately wanted to see that story. You know, like I wanted to see more of Ben Solo. 
I definitely would have, especially, you know, when he did the whole shrug thing before killing the Knights of Ren, like, I really was like, oh my god, this is what Han Solo would have been like as a Jedi, mm-hmm. I want more of this character, and I, I definitely loved, and I think the audience reaction was part of, part of the way I loved the way he went out. Because, all right, so Raylo is this whole thing, right? There's a whole right. segment of Star Wars fans that have been shipping, <laughs> shipping Kylo Ren and, and Rey. And I was like, ew, no, I hate that. Mm-hmm. So my opening night, seeing it when they were when they were going in to kiss, I was like, don't kiss. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it, movie. Come on. And they kissed. I was just like, ah. And then he died. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> That and was I was like, mean. I really liked that. So what was super cool was the second time I went to see it, some people behind me had that same reaction audibly. It was hysterical because <laughs> I'm watching the scene and I hear them behind me like, oh, come on, don't do it. Don't kiss. Ah, oh, they ruined it. Oh, boo. Oh, no. Is he dead? It's <laughs> like, ah, that was my exact reaction. Because that's the only way you play that. Because those two. It has to be. Right? Hate, yeah. Those, that's the only way that that works. And when you, that scene, looking at it as, as the, on the second time in particular, really got me. Like, because you see him smile and you realize that you've never seen this character happy at all through these movies and then when he gives a genuine warm smile and then immediately dies it's like oh my god that's so sad and then again another thing on the second time viewing it that i i didn't really piece together the first time because it all goes so quick is that that's why leia didn't disappear like it didn't even occur to me like oh why didn't she disappear because she went after her son she was waiting for him when she died her hand falls out to the side open like she's taking his hand. It's like, yeah. oh my God, this is actually gorgeous. And I didn't even realize it the first time. Like there's some good stuff here that it's just going by so fast. Yeah, I, I really do need to see it again because Tiff hated it. She was frothingly angry while we were in the theater, which made it hard to enjoy it as much as I think I wanted to. <laughs> I'll bet. Because, like, I kept, like, looking over at her with a smile on my face, and she was just fucking scowling. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, never mind. I won't, like... You know, because, like, when you go to... When you watch a movie with your significant other, whoever that, that person may be, we all have our little, you know, quirky things, like a squeeze of the hand or, like, a glance to the side and a smirk or whatever, you know, at parts that you're enjoying in the, that that silent communication that you have in a relationship when you're both enjoying something in an, in, in a place where you can't really communicate using words, right? Mm-hmm. So every time I went to make one of those communications, it was rebuffed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and I just kept looking at her, and she just got angrier and angrier as the movie went on. <laughs> well, again... That bums me out because yeah, me too. And I, it makes I really, me sad that people didn't weren't able to enjoy this movie because I, there's I think, so much to enjoy. It really is. I think she's gonna like it on the second viewing. You know, because it does I, go by pretty quick. Yeah, and, I mean, you I, know, there are there are definitely issues. I have issues with it. I, of course, I'm not a fan of the fact that Rose just isn't really in it. See, and, I gotta be honest. I don't care. I don't the know if only that makes me a bad I, person or not. I I just don't. There's too much. I don't like. It didn't bother me. I thought the moments that she was in there were perfectly fine. 
They were fine. It's what bothers me about it is watching the three of them together because she's such a big part of the last movie and then she's just not involved in the third one. And it's weird. You know, it it's it watching those two back to back is one of those weird incongruity things. Like I don't know where they would have stuffed more of her besides just having her along for the ride on the Falcon with everybody, like which really and wouldn't have been hard. That would have been, been. But then that would have been the oh she's only here like as a token character. Like you're fucked either uh, ex- way. Yeah, exactly. You're fucked either way. But one of the things that they needed to take into consideration was that they created this character in the last movie and made her a main character. She's part of the freaking crew, and like we that's that's the one that I missed because at the end of that movie she had just basically told Finn that she was into him and then got gravely injured. And then in the next movie, they're just like, sup bro. And she's totally fine. So that was, that was a big disconnect. Right. And and that was what I was saying earlier. Like there's some story here that I didn't get. I didn't get it in the crawl. And there's (laughs) been some character development here that I missed. Yeah. And that, and I just think that's kind of weird. It's, yeah, it would be like if Lando wasn't in Jedi, you know, they made a role for Lando in Return of the Jedi because he was introdu- introduced in Empire as a main character. He's part of the story now. So there was something for him to do and not having anything for Rose to do. And you know, particularly like she had said that she can't wait for us to see the actress said she can't wait for us to see the scenes where she interacts with Ray because they have an interesting relationship that never made it to the screen. Apparently a big part of her role was cut because they couldn't physically make the Carrie Fisher footage work. Like she Mm -hmm. was supposed to do have more scenes with Fisher, but they couldn't make them work and they had to be cut. But, but as a filmmaker, you kind of have to look at the situation like, well, these are the cards I have to play. And there's this character that I'm completely ignoring because fuck it, there's other stuff to do. Like at the very least, the saving grace of that could have been to have her in those scenes. Like you didn't need that slug on the ship in the first part. That could have been Rose. She's a mechanic. She could have been fixing that shit instead of the slug, you know, right. Little, a few more little things really would have alleviated that. Just having her be pushed so far into the background was weird. Outside yeah, of that, I, though, you know, it was weird. I, but like I said, I, it just it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It, most I, I don't know. It just it just didn't bother me. I maybe that makes it, me a bad person. No, I, no, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me that much on a, if you if I'm looking at it on a on a political spectrum, it is kind of bothersome because it does kind of all those people that were unnecessarily awful to her and hated the character so much that ruined star Wars. And like, it kind of justifies like, them. It, yeah. It kind of makes it, makes it feel like they won, even though that's totally not the case, but it kind of makes it feel that way. Well, but and, maybe it is. I, maybe the fucking dude, maybe JJ Abrams felt exactly the same way. <laughs> I, it's not, it's not his character. Yeah. Um, She's feel- not in The Force Awakens. She is Ryan Johnson's character. You yeah. Know, they rewrote the script from whatever Ryan Johnson was going to do. God damn, I wish we could get both versions. Well, he wasn't going to do the third one. It was the guy who did... Um, He was never going to do the third one. It was the guy who directed um, the Jurassic World. He, yeah, had Ryan- a whole, he had a whole treatment. Oh, is, is that not Ryan Johnson? No, no, that's not Ryan Johnson. I forget that guy's name, but he had a whole treatment. And then they were like, we're not into this direction you're going. And then they 
pulled Abrams back in. But yeah, no, that's not Ryan Johnson. I don't remember that guy's name. But or wait, was Ryan Johnson Godzilla? He did Godzilla. Uh, I don't think so. You talk. I'll look it up, and this will be <laughs> seamless. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, one's gonna know. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he did uh, uh, the Godzilla. I think that's who you're talking about. Um, it might be the whoever the guy who did Jurassic World might have done that that Godzilla movie. I think I, I don't know. You keep looking it up. That's a that's a good movie. Anyway, movie. I, I I really liked the the Jedi bits at the end. I loved that they brought in the uh, some of the TV show ones. They brought in Kanan. They brought in Ahsoka, and that was kind of cool hearing their voices. Maybe yeah, that happy. was. That I, I thought had was really cool. Never in a billion years did I think I would be happy to hear the voice of uh, Hayden Christensen, but it was kind I, it of, was just nice that it was there. It was kind of meaningful hearing his voice, you know, talk to Ray at the end. I thought that was great because he is by far just the most hated person, right? Like I, I mean, Gareth Edwards. Yeah. That's the guy who did uh, what should we call it? Um, Godzilla. Oh, okay. Gareth Edwards did it. I really, I really thought Ryan Johnson was doing two and three. No, no, no. That was that was never in the cards. He was always mm-hmm. uh, Gareth Edwards. Um, Gareth Edwards did Rogue One. Okay, okay. Uh, who is the? Gee, sorry, Jurassic World director. Colin Trevorrow. That's it. He was Colin the one who was originally supposed to do the third one. Okay. And then that broke up and they brought JJ back on. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't this, know. <laughs> this has been a good 40 minutes on Star Wars. Yeah. Hey, I was I was happy to uh I was happy to see Lando made me happy. I uh, thought that was great. Face. I loved it. I loved um, Oh, the only other thing that bothered me. I'm sorry, the one last thing that I do have to put in there that that really honestly did bother me. Um g- there, there was no other transport for Chewbacca to have survived on. Yes, there was. Nope. There was. Nope. I saw it on the second time. It's there. I, it's fine that it's there. <laughs> that was not the way to go with that. <laughs> that was... I, I I. tell you, it works. It really does. I felt the same way when I got home. You know, I was talking to my best friend Paul about it. We were like, I don't know, man. Where the hell was the other ship? It doesn't make any sense. But going back and I looked for it the second time. I went I went back and I looked at it. It's like, okay, how did you pull this off? Because, okay, the establishing shot, there's two of them. And it's the placement of everything that they didn't see that, that, that the second ship hadn't taken off yet. They just I, didn't see it the way that it's shot. That's fine. It, it absolutely works. I the, promise you it does. No, no, no. All of that's fine. I, I am not disagreeing with that. I think it was a bad story decision. Really? Yes. What what because in particular it, about it? It makes I I did feel like there was a lot in this movie where they were like, oh, never mind. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. No, nah, it's cool. <laughs> it just it just didn't feel I don't know. It just it felt it was meaningful. It was impactful. There's really no reason for Chewie to continue to be there. You know what I mean? Like, it, I felt like as a story beat, closing out, like, right, because you're taking chess pieces off the board at this point. Mm-hmm. As a story moment, there was character development and motivation there that was undone by Chewie being okay. 
I think it, I just personally think it would have worked better had he actually been killed on that, right? Because that that gave Ray more motivation to to check herself before she wrecks herself, as it were, because she shot out force lightning. Holy shit, that's this fucking crazy, you know, mm-hmm. thing. And like, oh my god, and she killed Chewie. Holy shit, how fucking powerful is she? You know, like. Luke, because that had always been like Luke's big fear of like he's so powerful, you know the the whole story with Ben, mm-hmm. of you know, but he backed off from it. But here is what happens when somebody doesn't back off when they don't control themselves. Yeah, that to me just seemed a better, um, a more mature storytelling point. But how is that undone by by Chewie still being alive? Like first off, she doesn't know that. And she doesn't know that for a little while, so she has to deal with that. And it doesn't change the fact that she could have killed him. Like that 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 doesn't change anything. Like right, it's, but, then, she but is, it's it's never addressed. What do you mean? Like nobody has ever like so Ray. That was fucking nuts, right? <laughs> like force lightning, huh? No shit. Like it's just never mentioned because nobody saw it, but Kylo Ren. Right, but he they saw the ship blow up. They didn't really see well, but, the force light happen. Nobody asked. Hey, how'd that shit happen? Like they weren't shooting at it. You know what I mean? Like she they didn't just, have... uh, that's what she said. She told the only person who asked was Finn. I, I didn't even he didn't even ask. She told him that it was my fault. I did that, and that was that was her dealing with that, and that's her moving forward, and that's why she went at the, after she killed Ben, uh, and, and that whole sword fight. She was just like. I am out of control. I have to do what Luke did. He was right the whole time. And then Luke has to be like, no, no, that wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's what that was. And Chewie still being alive doesn't take anything away from that. It gives us the really cool Chewie rescue scene. It gives us Chewie getting Han's medal at the end. No, It gives I, us that, that scene where, where Chewie reacts to Leia being dead. Like, if they kill off Chewie that sacrifices the rest of those moments with Chewbacca in them and that they've already killed Luke and that they've already killed Han and they've killed Leia. Like they don't have to kill everybody. (laughs) I I think it's okay that at this point we've seen Han Solo get fucking murdered by his son. (laughs) We've seen Leia sacrifice or we're going to see Leia sacrifice herself to save her son. We saw Luke sacrifice himself to save the resistance. Like, how about yeah, Lando but, and Chewie get away okay? <laughs> well, but, How about but, we let them live? I mean, Luke sacrifices himself, but he's okay. And, like, the C-3PO thing, too, was kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Of, like, I'm taking one last look at my friends. Nah, it's cool. I remember you guys. That, 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 that I'll, like, I will I, definitely give you that as a somewhat a complaint. And I, I, felt, uh, I just, I felt the same way about those two. Because, again, we're past the, the this is, the Skywalker stuff is over now. So, mm-hmm take it off the board right because that c3po moment was so touching it was and it was like and it was completely undone it was completely undone well it wasn't it it still doesn't take away the you know from the initial viewing is he going to be okay because you don't know if he's going to be okay until the end which is why i felt kind of weird laughing about (laughs) that stuff it's like they said, well, here's the way out of it. R2, well, R2's got to back up. And it's like, well, that's not exactly reliable. So there's this fear the whole time. Like, I was still afraid. Is he, is all of his memory gone forever? Like, should I be laughing at this, at these jokes? Like, I don't know. 
right. and then that he was okay in the end. Again, I was okay with him being okay in the end because you don't have to fuck everybody. Well, like, I, I mean, I, I guess I am just more along the Joss Whedon side of things. Of like, no, nah, I'm killing Coulson. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but at I least mean, even though, I mean, and even though Coulson <laughs> came back, because I know that's what somebody's thought was instantly when they heard me say that was like, well, Coulson's alive. Yes, he is. But it was a while. It wasn't yeah. by the end of the movie that Coulson was back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, and even if it was left ambiguous, I would have felt better about it's just you. There was an opportunity there for moments that I felt could have been I would have made a different direction. Do I hate the movie because of them? Absolutely not. But I would have made a different choice in those moments. Fair enough. You know, so I was happy with a happy ending. (laughs) I was very happy to see some characters get some happy endings. Sure. Good times. I liked it. All right. So 45 minutes into our Star Wars podcast. (laughs) I mean, but we had to talk about it, right? We did. Maybe we're not uh... even close to done. Yeah, no, there's, I could talk about this all goddamn day, but you know what? We should probably just edit that out and make it a little special bonus episode. (laughs) I mean, whatever, that's fine. And there you have it. There is your special Star Wars bonus SAG episode. What a doozy. Once again, you can get in touch with them at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that they inhabit. You can like them on Facebook, find them on Instagram, at Geekade, subscribe to their YouTube and Twitch channels for all their latest video content. And follow them individually at Twitter. Um, Chris is at uh, at Geekade Chris, Dan is at at Geekade Dan, and SAG itself is at the underscore geek aid if you're interested in more information about anything they've discussed tonight be sure to check out the show notes and while you're at it you can also subscribe to this and any of other wonderful podcasts on itunes spotify or stitcher where if you're super nice you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated we'd also like to thank me because i edited the hell out of this and we'd also like to thank mark tdk knight for the show's theme you can check him out on soundcloud and bandcamp or his website which will have a link to in the show notes. Once again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Thank you guys for checking it out. Hope you had a blast. See you next week. <laughs>